Dr. Jackie, and welcome to today's pep talk, Assigning Meaning, episode 17. Today, I want to talk about our need to assign meaning to situations that occur in our lives. And although judgment is also a way that we assign meaning, I'm going to be using the, the words assigning meaning versus judgment. Again, it's judgments applicable to what I'm talking about today. However, I think you'll understand as I go along why I really want to talk more about our desire or our need to assign meaning versus judgment. Because I think when people hear the word judgment, they think about usually us judging others. Like I'm judging a person for what they're wearing or I'm judging a person for their political views or um, the kind of car they drive, right? There's a judgment that's made about somebody. And I'm wanting to go in a little different direction today. And I'm wanting to talk about how we assign the meaning of something being good or something being bad that happens in our lives. And if you've worked with me directly, you know I typically don't ever talk about things being good or bad. I'll talk about healthy and unhealthy. However, I'm not one who really views things as being good or bad. I want to approach life from identifying something as being healthy for me or something being unhealthy for me. And that's something that I encourage of my clients as well. I want them to be assessing people and situations in their life based upon whether it's healthy or unhealthy. And today I'll be talking more about us assigning the meaning of something being good or something being bad. And I was listening to a podcast with Jim Quick recently and he shared a story about two twin boys and I want to share this story with you because this will help you to understand where I'm going with this today with with the pep talk. So the story that he shared was about two, was it well clearly, it was about twin boys. One was an optimist and one was a pessimist. And for their birthday, the father loaded the, so the father was it, and whether this is a true story or not, I have no idea. I highly doubt that it's a true story. Nonetheless, it makes it makes the point with regards to us needing to assign meaning to situations. Um, the, so the father was attempting to see he, he, his two boys. One was the optimist, and one was the pessimist, and he was attempting to see if he could impact. The, the optimist to be more pessimistic and if he could get the pessimist to be more optimistic. So what he did was on their birthday, the father loaded the pessimist's room with every fun toy imaginable just to see how he would respond. Would he have gratitude and would he be excited and happy because of all these toys? And then for the optimist, he put a pile of horse manure in the boy's room. So again, the pessimist, so the one who has a negative view, received all the fun toys. And the optimist, the one that views the world more hopefully, received a pile of horse manure in his room. And the pessimist was crying over the toys. And he said, and the father had asked him why he was so upset and why he was crying that he had all these wonderful toys in his room. And he says, because all of my friends will be jealous. 
I will have to read all of these manuals before I can do anything with this stuff. I'll constantly need batteries, right? So he's finding, assigning all of these negative meanings, right, to him receiving these fun toys. And then the father goes to the optimist's room and he sees his boy dancing around for joy in the pile of manure. And the father asks him, what are you so happy about? And as he's seeing his boy jumping up and down in the, in the pile of manure, and the boy says, with all of this manure, there has to be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> I love that. I think that story is great. And what, what um, Jim Quick said is, is nothing is positive and nothing is negative. It's what the thinking, it's the thinking the, it's us assigning meaning to it that makes it either positive or makes it either negative. And I want to talk a little bit more about that today. When I, when I heard that story, I just loved it. And I thought that was just such a great example of how we can view something as being positive or something being neg negative. And I want to propose the concept of simply accepting a situation versus needing to assign meaning to it. There's a type of therapy that's called acceptance and commitment therapy. The acronym for it is ACT, A-C-T, ACT. And it's a type of psychotherapy that encourages psychological flexibility. And you've probably heard me talk in some of my other podcasts about psychological endurance. And that's my thought of us being able to manage situations, for us to be able to, um, you know, any, any situation that comes, comes into our lives, that we have the ability to manage it and be healthy in it. And psychological flexibility is that ability for us to be flexible, right? That when something goes as, as in a way that we hadn't planned for or hoped for, that we have the ability to be flexible and to move in that direction. ACT is a type of mindfulness. It's encouraging us to be fully engaged and present in the moment without judgment. So this goes back to without us needing to assign meaning. So we can use ACT whether it's with regards to a situation that you don't have control over or even if you are experiencing intense emotion. When we accept something we're allowing ourselves then to move forward. But if we're obsessing about something or we're, and we're playing it over and over in our minds, we're worrying about it, we're stuck, right? We're not moving forward. We're in that and we're, we're not moving anywhere with it. And it's not productive, it's not helping us. So with, with ACT, we are working to acknowledge the difficulty. Right, we're, if we're experiencing something unpleasant, we'll acknowledge it, but we're not seeking to escape from it by using unhealthy coping skills or staying stuck in it by ruminating. We are working to accept it and then to move forward. We really do have control over how we respond to situations and we have control over what we think about a situation. Now, you may have an immediate reaction 
to something, and it might even be a visceral reaction to something, you then have the ability, though, to to move forward from that and to help yourself accept what it is that's occurring in that moment. Diffusion is a strategy that's utilized in ACT, and with diffusion, it's helping us to recognize our thoughts and our feelings for what they really are versus what we think they are. So with our thoughts, our thoughts can be irrational. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. I mean that in the true sense of what the word irrational means. Our, our thoughts and our feelings can be irrational. and Or our thoughts, I'm sorry, can be irrational. And our feelings are simply passing sensations. Right? When you feel something, you feel it in that moment, and then it will pass through. Some feelings may take longer than others. And with, with diffusion, we are working to, to accept the feeling and accept the thought, to be in that in the moment, to be mindful with, with it, and to step back and to look at the thought and to look at your feelings without judging them. So we're taking a step back, we're being in the moment, we're allowing the thought to be there, we're allowing the feeling to be there, and we're simply observing them. We're simply being in the moment versus attempting to judge it. For example, people who have panic attacks, it's very common for them to want to try to control the feelings that they're having. They believe that they you know, need to do something else or to try to, to avoid what they're feeling or they're feeding the panic by telling themselves, oh my gosh, this is awful, this is horrible, I'm having a panic attack, I can't breathe, and, and they, they make it worse and they feed it. Where with ACT, we're encouraging a person to sit with the panic, right? To actually be still, be in that moment, feeling the feelings and observing those sensations and observing what they're saying to themselves as well. How is the individual interpreting those physical sensations? What are they saying to themselves about it? Is, are their thoughts based in reality? Or is it something maybe irrational that they're telling themselves about what they're feeling? And typically, when people allow themselves to simply sit in those feelings when they're having a panic attack, it will typically move through quicker than when they're attempting to avoid it or when they're trying to control it. So with, with ACT, we're, we're really working to be in that moment and accepting it without see, seeking to, to control it or to judge it in some way. And this can be even in other situations that happen in your life. If you experience something, let's say you, you lose your job and the, 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 the meaning that's assigned to it is that's bad. Well, maybe it's not bad. Maybe, yes, don't get me wrong, it's horrible you lost your job. And I completely understand financially we are in a situation where we need money to get by. However, possibly that job was no longer serving you. I talk a little bit about this in my the, the podcast that I did on, oh, I think it might have been a pep talk. It might have been one of my video pep talks that this happened for me and not to me. 
I know I've talked about it in a recent podcast too. But again, going back to that concept of, so one of the mantras that we can utilize with this is, is the one that I talked about in one of my pep talks, which is this, it, this happens for me and not to me. And I am, for me myself, not trying to push this off on you, but for me, I am very much a believer that everything happens for a reason and that it's anything that's happening, it's happening for me, which we kind of explained at the, the, the start of this podcast when I said I don't look at things as being bad or good because I just believe it just is, that it's happening and that there's purpose in it and I don't look to judge it in some way. So going back to the example of losing your job, possibly that job was no longer serving you. Possibly there is somewhere else that you need to be. And maybe it aligns more with your values or with your abilities or with what it is that you're wanting to do with your life. Or maybe you've been wanting to start your own business and by losing this job, you are now motivated to do what it is you really want to do and you now start your own business. It's we get into that something being good and something being bad when we really can step back and say it just is. I know right now there are some things going on in our world that I have some pretty strong feelings about and I am stepping back from that and simply looking at what I have control over. I have control over writing letters to political leaders expressing to them my concerns, right? My view on how I believe things are occurring um, in the world at the moment. And I'm not obsessing about it. I am not spending an inordinate amount of time watching, you know, or, or looking at social media or, you know, or watching the news. Uh, I'm, and I'm not spending my days thinking about it and then doing, seeking activities that just perpetuate my perspective regarding what's happening. I, I recognized what was happening within me and what my concerns were. And then I went into action, which is part of ACT, is what, what do I have control over, right? What's within my control? Well, there's very little with, with regards to how I'm feeling about how things are being managed, but I do have control over writing letters and sending emails and ensuring that my opinion is being voiced in attempt to impact. So it's, it's that ability, again, I'm not viewing it as being good or bad. I'm, it, 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 it just, it is. And I don't mean that dismissively. An, another mantra that I use is, is it is what it is and I don't mean that in a dismissive way I know for some people they that feels very dismissive to them and it feels condescending and when I say it to myself I mean it genuinely for what the words mean it is what it is and that's a way for me to work to accept something instead of me fighting against it and pushing against it I'm simply accepting it is what it is now again that doesn't mean that I if there's things that I can do in attempt to impact or influence the situation, I'm going to do my piece to attempt to impact that. But then I move on, right? I don't stay stuck in it. I'm not ruminating about it. I simply did the pieces that I had control over and now I'm, I'm moving on from that. And that's what I'm encouraging for you to do is are you assigning 
judgment? Are you assigning a meaning um, to your situations or to yourself for that matter and to other people? But particularly with regards to situations, are you assigning a meaning as something being good or something being bad? And by doing that, is it causing you distress? And is it a matter of simply maybe stepping back from it and saying it, it isn't good or it isn't bad? It just simply is. And then assessing, is there anything that you have control over that you can do? Do you have the ability to, you know, to, to take action? Or is it something you have absolutely no control over? For example, your supervisor treats you in a way that you think is disrespectful at work. Do you, again, not good or bad, just simply they are treating you in a way that's disrespectful. I would like for you to be able to assert yourself, but I know in some situations that's probably not realistic. But if there's a way for you to assert yourself, I would want for you to do that. And whether it be directly with your supervisor or with your supervisor's supervisor or with HR, but somebody that you can speak to about your concerns about the way you're being treated. Again, I recognize in some situations that may not seem as though it's, it's appropriate or it's really an option then maybe it's a matter of looking for another job, right? Or looking for a position within that department. So again, not getting stuck in the, is this good or is this bad? You know, it's so bad how my supervisor treats me and maybe you're telling everybody how awful it is and how bad they are and how horrible human being they are. When maybe it's simply a matter of stepping back and saying, okay, it's not about this being good or bad. It simply is that it's occurring. Now, what am I going to do about it? If there's anything for you to do. So I encourage you, again, to look at your own life. Are you assigning meaning unnecessarily? And is it keeping you stuck versus allowing you to move forward? I want to close with a parable. And I've heard this now from multiple people. And I think the last person I heard share it was Jim Quick. And I think it was when he shared the story about the twin boys. But again, this is a parable that I've heard some other people share. And again, it goes back to our desire to assign meaning when, you know, maybe the meaning we're assigning is it isn't accurate. So the parable is about a farmer's horse that runs away. And the neighbor says, oh, what a shame that your horse ran away. And the farmer says, maybe. The horse comes back and it brought wild horses with it. The neighbor said, oh, how wonderful. And the farmer said, maybe. The next day, the horse stepped on the son's arm and broke it. And the neighbor said, oh, how horrible. And the farmer said, maybe. The government came to the village drafting people for the war and they passed over the farmer's son because of his broken arm. The neighbor said, how wonderful. And the farmer said, maybe. Again, the meaning that we assign may not be accurate and it definitely may not be helpful. So I encourage you again to look within your own life. Are you assigning meaning to things unnecessarily and in a way that is hindering you and keeping you stuck? And maybe stepping away from something being good or something being bad and simply accepting that it is. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. And I encourage you to do one thing purposefully 